Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. This is your host, Jamie C. I'm the CEO and founder of Salt Society, and today we are talking all things color correction. We also have an amazing co-host today. We have our color theory expert, and she's, oh God, she's just everything for Salt Society. Her name is Christine, and she's amazing. She's also a personal development mentor for Salt Society, and she's just wise beyond her years and brings so much light to this business and I'm so happy to have her. Hi Christine. Hi Jamie. Thanks so much for having me. So excited to be here. It's so fun to be able to I I love I love podcasting with you. It's fun because we get to honestly it's just a conversation but we have a lot of good things to talk about today especially the kind of I think there's like just so much to talk about when it comes to color correction and how to approach color correction, how to price it, how to approach it, how to feel confident around it. Cause it's a pretty complex approach to color. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's one of these things that um, a lot of times stylists are overthinking and they kind of complicate their own situation by not being able to communicate properly about it and set their client up for success as well as themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something that over the years I now enjoy doing, whereas before I would get, you know, a lot more anxiety about this type of situation. Yeah, I think it's, it's, at least for me, in terms of color correction, I feel as though I think in steps now, whereas I would get very overwhelmed when I was new into the industry. And I would think that, you know, when you don't understand the steps, it feels very overwhelming. It feels like, I don't know how to approach this. It feels, and then also how to feel confident with that communication, right? Cause that can be really overwhelming too. Yeah, definitely. And I personally believe that, you know, building trust with people takes time. And what's hard about color correction in general is that a lot of times it's your first time with someone. So they are trusting you based off of maybe a recommendation or what people say, or, you know, your social media, but they don't truly know who you are um, as a stylist and person in general. So building that trust quickly can be difficult. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a few questions. Cause I think that especially inside of our community, I know a lot of times that this is a struggle and I know that you have a lot of color theory online education, and also in-house classes. You have one actually coming up uh, on this topic specifically, uh, which it's really excited that we're doing that because this is really the first time that we've been able to make a curriculum out of color correction, which is great. So I'm really excited about that, but I would love to know what you think is the most challenging part of color correction. So I think managing expectations of both yourself and the client. 
Um, you know, having someone sit down and they are coming in from a situation that was very traumatic for them, first of all. Um, uh, well, most times it was. And then you're trying to transition them. However, it's not your work yet. You're not working on something that you have any knowledge on. So their expectations of you fixing it is like, I need this done right now because we forget that this is a part of someone's identity. Their hair is absolutely a part of their identity. And a lot of times when something, you know, they don't feel connected to their hair anymore it creates a lot of anxiety for them. So when they're sitting there kind of calming them down and saying, you know, this is the process, this is how it's going to happen. And I want to get you there. I want your, I want to make you happy with your hair. Um, but explaining, you know, this is my first time working on you. And there are so many things that we have to try out and get through in order to, Kind of get you to your dream point. And not only that, but you could be dealing with a lot of breakage. And let's just say someone sits in your chair and you can't do anything. Um, how do you make them feel okay about the situation? So as stylists, we have a lot of different hats to wear. And especially with color correction, it's setting yourself up for success with that appointment but sometimes there's a lot of disappointment within that appointment. So how do you switch their mindset and your mindset to this is going to be um, a great appointment no matter what, because we're on a road to getting you to your dream hair. Wow. I remember one time I was sitting down with uh, a first time client and you could just tell the amount of emotions that she was feeling, um, the amount of time she broke down in my chair, just first meeting me. And in that situation, right, you, and I talk about this in my classes too, and I'm, it's where as hairstylists, we, we tend to be desensitized to getting our hair done, right? Because, but we also forget what it's like to have our hair messed up and how attached we actually are emotionally. And you said it perfectly, like it's a part of your identity. It's how, it's the first thing you see when you look in the mirror is your hair, right? And if you're having a bad mm -hmm. hair day, it makes you feel not so great, right? So I talk about this in my classes too, is like being able to think about what it must feel like right now. You love your hair, right? And then someone burns it off, right? and you have to cut it short or somebody takes eight inches off instead of two inches. And then you have to deal with that, right? That feeling that you feel like this person may have been feeling like that for a long time and yeah. they want to trust you. And sometimes they don't initially, but I think it's just such an important thing to come from a space of empathy and understanding and stillness and not like, yeah, we're going to make it great. It's going to be great. Don't worry. Like, it's going to be great. Don't feel your feelings. It's fine. But like, just really like empathizing from a state of understanding, like, I'm sorry that this happened to you. Like, I can't like just relating to them will make them like, it takes that little bit of not like, oh, I'm just get in, get them in, get them out. But more so I see you. I feel you. I hear you. Like, I get it. Like you're seen and understood. Like it's not, um, it's not, honestly, I, I, it's not irrational that someone would cry in your chair, right? Yeah, I, um, I, I totally agree. And I think um, the other thing is that then you're taking the focus off of their physical appearance and saying, let's look internally and ask, you know, why this is so traumatizing. And, 
you know, you're not going to get the real answer, obviously, but taking them away from just staring at themselves in the mirror is very helpful. Um, giving them great advice on what would look good on them or what we can do from here. They're going to go through a period of time where they maybe don't like their hair, but it's kind of your job to sit with them in that uncomfortable space and just be present, like you said. Yeah. So how would you advise someone approach a color correction? So I think um, what tends to happen is some people get really overwhelmed and they start doing too much in the first session. And so looking at a correction as one step at a time and not thinking necessarily about the final result, like, yes, you're going to have a goal in your head, but along the way, you're probably going to run into a situation that doesn't exactly turn out the way you thought it was. So taking each step at a time seriously, you know, do the strand test, figure out how the hair is lifting, figure out how the rest of the head might lift, prep the hair properly, you know, do the Malibu treatments and um, deep conditioners and protein treatments if that's what you need to do in order to prep the hair. Don't skip steps because you just want someone to feel better. And I think a lot of stylists, you know, we're people pleasers. So let me just get you to a place where you feel awesome about your hair and you kind of forget that this could be a process. So I think just slowing down, which I think in the salon, we get a lot of that mindset of like, I got to be fast. I, I need to fit as many people in today. I need to do this. I need to do that. But with color correction, you really have to slow down and think about the tones you're working with, you know, remind yourself of the color wheel, look at the color wheel, base everything off of those raw tones, base everything off of um, what's actually happening in front of you instead of kind of what you're imagining, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. That's such a good, it's, and I think that for, for people who think logistically, right. So like step-by-step step is a really beautiful approach because it helps you feel like you have a plan. Like, so a know what's realistic within the first session, right. And like understanding how you're going to approach it step-by-step, step. but then also like for the people who are intuitively um approaching color correction like there's still a way that you can be intuitive and do a color correction um it's just not laid out in the same way that you would if you take an information in a step-by-step -step process so um there's definitely multiple ways like and i love being able to i, I think within salt society as a whole we really do take in the way that you take in information and, and customize it for you the way that you receive that best. So whether you are a step-by-step -step person or need a structure and a plan, or if it's all intuitive, like I am an intuitive artist for sure, but I have been able to take what I know and make it a step-by-step -step process to actually teach it. And I think Christine, you're very much the same, but you're not just a color correction you know, you're not great at just color corrections. You're also a personal mm -hmm. development mentor inside of Salt Society and helps tons of people. So in terms of mindset, how do you feel someone can, you know, approach or can confidently communicate session work for a corrective client? So when I mean session work, I mean, like, obviously, Christine has stated this beautifully, that maybe this isn't 
a one and done situation, right? And it's about trust and getting them to come back. It's not just like, okay, I've corrected you and I'll never see you again, right? So how do you feel you can confidently communicate session work with a corrective client? Yeah, so I feel that communication is probably the number one thing needed and the number one thing that's actually not done behind the chair. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about communicating about, you know, just pricing or just um, what's happening in their hair, but actually giving them scientific facts about products that they're using, um, analyzing their hair as far as, you know, what may be going on, protein versus moisture type of thing. Um, showing them, you know, have a swatch book in front of you and actually showing them tones and colors that work together, that we, that are possible, really not, you know, a lot of stylists will say, well, there's no point in explaining these things to a client because they don't understand they didn't go to school. But the problem is if they don't know that, you know, these things, how are they going to actually trust you? So explain to them in a simple way but also let them know, like, I know what I'm doing. Um, that helps them believe that you are confident about what you're doing, number one. And number two, it helps them relax and say, okay, she really does know, or he does know. And I think that is the most important thing to kind of set them up for each session that may happen. And you can be honest. You can say, listen, I don't know how this is going to go today. I'm going to try my best. My goal is to get you to this place, but we're going to take this one step at a time because I don't want to promise you something that's not possible because I don't want you to leave here unhappy again. I don't want you to have multiple times of like, you know, trauma with your hair. <laughs> so um, just really being honest and explaining that you are trying to fix someone else's work and you can't go in um, knowing exactly what that person did. So we're trying to save your hair. We're not trying to hurt it further. That's, that's where we're at. <laughs> Truth. Very good. I love that. It's so helpful. I love the way that you communicate this. And um, I feel like the way that you approach this is just like, it's digestible. And it also is you know, and well, the, the truth of this is, is like, you know, if you're somebody who is listening to this right now, hi, by the way, <laughs> but if you are somebody who's listening to this and is feeling completely overwhelmed, like I'm, I need to work on my communication. Like I'm not feeling confident. Like the, the reality of this is, is that everybody started somewhere knowing nothing, right? So Christine didn't come out of the womb knowing how to do a color correction and neither did I. Um, Christine also didn't come out of the womb knowing how to communicate effectively and neither did I. So it's all a learning process. But I think the thing that we, you know, we have in common is that we've put in the effort to, to try. Like we've, we've tried and we've done our best to um, really learn how we want to grow and how we wanted to help you know our careers and communication and really learning and taking classes like I cannot tell you how much I have invested in my career in learning it is one of the most impactful things it also um a little fun fact on the brain is that every time you learn you're actually building new matter inside of your brain and actually makes you more excited and it makes you your brain start to actually physically grow and that is 
the coolest thing is like your brain actually starts to shrink over time if it's not being stimulated or learning new things. It just kind of stays stagnant. So learn new things, get in the space of, of being in that little bit of discomfort and challenging yourself because you're going to see yourself on the other side. Mm -hmm. And we're two people who are here to tell you that it's possible, right? So speaking on that topic of sometimes fucking up and not knowing what we're doing and being, a, I, I, I kind of call myself like a student of life, right? Like I, I don't know everything obviously, but I'm willing to learn more every single day. I will not sit here and say that I know everything because I don't. And it would be silly for me to say that. So Christine, I'd love for you to share one of your experiences where it lets maybe color correction or lack of communication with a color correction and like what you learned as a valuable lesson. Yeah. So I do want to tell you guys, you know, I wasn't even always good at color or color theory. Like it was not my strong point in school. Um, I grew to love it because I struggled with it. And I think in life, sometimes that's what it's teaching you. You know, you kind of take what you're struggling with and turn it into maybe your passion or something that you want to learn more about. I am someone who needs to constantly um, absorb information. Like I feel like a sponge sometimes, but that can get overwhelming. Um, but it's like Jamie said, you know, the brain needs to be exercised in a way. It's the same as the heart. You know, if we stop moving our bodies, it's the heart is a muscle. It's not going to grow. So I, I think the number one thing that I have learned, um, through probably, I don't know, correcting in general, I would say is that over low lighting <laughs> um, or over lightening. So getting really lost in the process and like suddenly you're thinking, okay, they need a lot more depth and you're placing low lights everywhere all over the head instead of thinking about, okay, where do I want the light to pop and where do I want the depth to be? So there's been times where I'll take, you know, too little or I should say small of sections for low lights and it kind of mutes completely when you blow dry it. And it just looks like, okay, you took a blonde and now you made them kind of muddy <laughs> or they just look darker all over instead of proper placement and shifting kind of um, where the depth actually lays within the hair. So that took me a while to understand. And I know that a lot of people struggle with that because I get the most questions about it. You know, how do you properly formulate for that so that this doesn't happen? But when I'm looking at certain things, um, you know, pictures that people send me, it's not necessarily their formulation is wrong. It feels like maybe their placement was wrong or vice versa. Maybe their placement was good and they didn't formulate properly. So formulating a low light and placing it properly um, those two things are so important to me and something that I, I definitely struggled with when trying to shift a correction into the right area. Um, and it's something that in my, my five part online course, I actually added an extra, um, course to, or I should say section to this because it was so important to me. I think that I'd like to share one of mine as <laughs> we're, we're on the topic of, of this. Um, I'd love to share this time where um, when I was kind of like, maybe it was like 
three, four years in, and I felt pretty confident in my ability at the time with, you know, at, at that point, it was, it was more just like standard highlights and root touch-ups, and I was doing a lot of barbering. It wasn't like the lived-in color wasn't necessarily something that was requested that, at that time. Um, so what I think started to happen was I felt this need, and this was a mindset thing that I had to navigate, or I would, I want to say a mindset block that I had to unblock was that I had to be the hero for them. I was the one that had to save their hair and like, no, don't worry. I'll be able to do it. It's okay. Don't worry. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then I wasn't able to do it because like, A, maybe I didn't have the tools at the time or B, maybe I felt like, um, uh, maybe their hair wasn't able to do it, right? Or maybe I didn't take the right approach or something like that. And I, I've now learned through refining my skills and, and really, you know, being realistic, right? Like now what I say is, this is my first time working with your hair. And now I feel a little bit more comfortable in my ability to say this too, is that your hair will tell me what it can do. I have a goal. Uh, I may not be able to reach it today, but knowing where we're going and what we're trying to go for, you know, I want this to be something where like I'm building this relationship with you and we get there over time. But today is the first time I'm just getting to know your hair. I'll get to know it over time. But today is like my first step in and uh, your hair will allow me to, to go as far as it'll go. And my main goal is to ensure the health and the vibrance of your hair because there's nothing worse than pushing the hair too far. And bad things happen when we push the hair too far. And that is not the type of artist that I am. And so notice a few things that I did there um, is I was able to approach the actual thought process of like, this is the first time I'm getting to know your hair and also relationship building, trust building, and also identifying the type of artist that I am. Is that I care about the integrity of your hair. I would rather us work together in shorter increments and be able to get there um, and not race there. I don't like to push the hair further than it has to go. And I also don't wanna have to feel like I have to show up in that space where, oh, I have to be the person that gets you to a level 10 um, from your previously box colored hair because you saw it on YouTube. And now I feel like I have to step up in that space because you've already put me on that pedestal. Like I want to bring your expectations down and let you know where I feel comfortable and then let's get on the same page. Um, so I think that's just like a little bit of my feedback on my experience behind the chair, but um, I actually wanted to do something a little fun. We haven't done this on the podcast before, but I want to do this with Christine. Um, I want to do some quick fire questions so you guys can get to know Christine a little bit better, just some fun little, little things. So um, don't think too much about this, just quick, quick answers. And then I want to be able to dive into um, your education and what you offer and your class coming up. So anyone who's interested can have all the information that they need. Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> question number one, what's your favorite snack? Um, charcuterie board, meat and cheese. Oh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Number two, uh, beach or hiking? Hiking, definitely a mountains girl. Good, I love that. Uh, reading or audiobook? Reading. Awesome. Favorite candle scent? Plain beeswax. 
or like a musky vanilla. <laughs> oh God, that just made my heart so happy. Uh, tequila or gin? Definitely gin. Everyone knows Anyone knows it is gin. You're a gin girl. I'm going to throw an extra one in there. Um, uh, going out or staying in? Staying in like a bonfire. Ooh, you know, that's like my favorite. Bad. Okay, yeah. do you have a favorite movie? Ooh. I know I threw a couple extra ones in there. Oh, I don't know. Favorite movie. That is so hard for me. It depends on my mood. Yeah. I don't know. One that comes to mind is Safe Haven, which is such oh, a cheesy movie, but I like love that. I just love the I don't I love the feeling I get when I watch it. <laughs> My favorite is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes, you. I love that one too. I more serious roles and I'm like head over heels in love with Kate Winslet and her character is so complex and crazy in that movie and it just makes me so happy and she also is like super expressive mm -hmm. through her hair color in that movie which I think was like my first introduction to like someone like going having like vivid hair as like a self-expression it's just such a fun movie I love that um, yeah so I'd love for you to be able, you do have a class coming up. This is a color correction class. This is inside of our Salt Society classroom in Cheshire, Connecticut. Um, and we're so happy that we're finally back open after the wild ride that we've had this past year. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about that course that you're going to be doing. So I'm very excited about this class because um, it's, well, it's July 12th and I'm going to be using a model that is you know, does not have perfect hair. And I think a lot of classes we go into, it's, it's kind of like this perfect situation. And I really wanted it to be like as real as possible. Um, someone I have never worked on before that I'm just sort of like thrown into something that is a real life scenario. So I'm excited to bring that to the classroom where we'll be going over literally from start to finish, how I would communicate with the guest. Um, and each process or step that I would take to get her to a better result at the end of our session. Um, so it's my first time working on someone live that I've never, you know, that's just has a complicated situation. I love it. It's very real and raw and it's, you know, you have a step-by-step -step process that you do intuitively, right? And it's great yeah. to, be able to, to witness it in person and really be able to have you know, other people ask questions and be able to navigate like somebody who's onboarding and is like, you know, hitting you up in your DMs with all their, you know, questions and concerns and how to navigate that and like what the best approach is. And it's just, I mean, you have such a gentle way of approaching things too. So the way that you teach is just, it's empowering and it's fun and you're just a wealth of knowledge too. Like even just, you know, I, I mean, I think I've shared this on the podcast too, but you know, not, I, kn I knew what I knew, right? And then when I met you, you allowed me to feel empowered enough to like expand my knowledge and then do it for more people, which has been such a great experience because I love learning. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing that gives me more joy than new information. I love it. Thank you so much. That means, that means so much to me because I think, um, you know, I've said this before, I didn't always think I was going to be a hairdresser. It was not my dream. It was a path that I was meant to, to get to a place where I can now put my energy into other people. And that's always been my goal. But I always feel the same about you, Jamie, especially like with balayage, you know, I was 
I don't want to say a lost puppy with Balayage, but I was like confused on which way was right and where do you turn to and which way do you go? And now it's something that I very much enjoy doing and teaching. So it goes both ways. That's the, that's the beauty of education. (laughs) There's knowledge to be had on both ends. It's great. Um, Okay. So one more thing, I know that there's a lot of, um, color theory involved in color correction. So for those people who maybe can't make it to this class, um, there's also different alternatives to education and learning from you. Um, Would you be able to share what you have online? Yeah, so both Salt Lab and Salt Lab Advanced are tutorials um, that were filmed about a year apart, but they kind of go together and they're a great way to get a start to formulation knowledge, color theory, and kind of, I don't want to say it's basic information because there is so much information in there that you're not going to feel like it's basic. (laughs) Um, It's kind of just putting all the puzzle pieces together that maybe you have in your head and kind of connecting the dots to how it all makes sense. And then um, from there, I, last year, I wrote an online course, it's five parts, and then there's an option for a low lighting section as well. And that is a more intense version, um, where I also go into personal development and the mindset behind um, formulation and how to become confident within formulation. So you're not running around the salon feeling chaotic in your brain all the time. So all three of those, I highly suggest. Um, They are all found on the Salt Society website. They are also in the link in my bio on my Instagram. So it's paint that main is my Instagram with one T (laughs) and um, they're all there. So I update that link often. So all my new education will be on there as well. I'll also just for easy access, I will link all of the things that we talked about below um, in the show notes. Um, Also some additional free resources that you may find helpful on your way if you aren't at the point right now where you can invest in in education. There's other ways of learning. Uh, We have an amazing blog. Uh, We have tons of free resources where there's worksheets and workbooks and things like that, that um, even free masterclasses too. So things that can help you get started and feel empowered and take the first step. Uh, we, We like to be able to cater to everyone in their learning style as well. So um, Christine, thank you so much for spending this last half an hour sharing a little bit more about the knowledge that you have and helping other people. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining Christine and I today. Uh, All of those resources will be in the show notes. You can uh, DM us anytime. I'm at Pretty Little Ombre. And you can also message us on Salt Society as well. Uh, All of that will be inside the show notes. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.